0: Hey, everyone, this is Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist, and welcome to We Nation podcast. And we have a special segment for you today. This is our partnership with the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. And today is We Nation Reads with UMBC. And this is sponsored by the Sherman Center for Early Learning in Urban Communities at UMBC. And today we're going to be featuring the awesome book called The Girl and the Wolf. By Katharina Vermette. Then we're going to interview the author. So don't you go anywhere. So sit back and relax and enjoy this awesome reading of "The Girl and the Wolf."
1: Hello, Wee Nation listeners. This is Ms. Roby K. I'm excited to share with you an amazing and captivating story, take you on an unexpected adventure of believing in yourself with a little guidance. <laughs> A story with words by Katharina Vermette, with pictures by Julie Flett. The story is called The Girl and the Wolf. The girl ran through the bush for her mother picking berries. She was helping, but mostly running. Don't go too far, her mother called. It's going to be dark soon. Okay, said the girl, but she kept running. (laughs) Suddenly, the girl looked up and couldn't see her mother anywhere. She panicked. She looked one way, but she didn't see her. She tried to calm down and she looked the other way, but still couldn't see her. Everything got quiet and dark. The girl felt cold and scared. She didn't know what to do. Out from the trees, a tall gray wolf with big white teeth appeared. The girl was very still. "Hmm. What are you doing out here by yourself? Asked the wolf. I lost my mother, she said. "I, I, I can't see my way back. You must be scared, little one, said the wolf in a quiet voice. (sighs) Yes, I am, the girl told him. Do you know the way back? He asked. The girl shook her head. The wolf came up close and sniffed her. His wolf breath was hot and stink of meat. I think I know where you come from, little one, said the wolf. But it is almost dark. You must be hungry. "Eh, Yes, I am, nodded the girl, and her stomach grumbled. Do you know how to hunt? Asked the wolf. The girl shook her head. What are you going to do? asked the wolf. The girl looked around. Everything was quieter and darker. The girl felt very cold and scared. I I, I don't know, she said sadly. Yes, you do, said the wolf. The wolf told her, take a deep breath. Close your eyes and look. What do you see? The girl did what he said, and when she opened her eyes, she saw something that made her feel better. (gasps) I I can eat those berries. They are safe to eat, the ones by the stream, where the water is safe to drink. (sighs) She pointed. Ah, that's good, little one said the wolf. Let's go. The girl was drinking gobs and ate two handfuls of berries. Now, what are you going to do? Asked the wolf. The girl looked around and everything was still quiet and pretty dark. I don't know. She said sadly. Yes, you do, the wolf told her. Take a deep breath, close your eyes, and look, what do you see? The girl did what he said, and when she opened her eyes, she saw something that made her feel better. The skinny tree's over there. That's where we camped, the girl said with a big grin, and the gray wolf nodded and smiled at her with his big white teeth. The girl started walking, but was really running. She ran to the air that smelled like her family. She laughed out loud and looked to her side, but she didn't see the gray wolf anywhere. <laughs> she looked one, one way, but she didn't see him. She was looking the other way, but she still couldn't see him just then her mother appeared with her basket full of berries oh my girl her mother cried i told you not to go far mama i was lost and a wolf helped me (laughs) the girl told her mother her mother was surprised a wolf yes 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 the girl said he was big and gray At first, I thought he was gonna hurt me. Her mother smiled. Real wolves can hurt people, but I've heard of old stories about wolves to help lost children. The girl smiled. She was glad the wolf had been the helping kind. (laughs) When they returned to their camp that night, the girl told everyone about her big adventure and her special wolf. That night, she tied tobacco in a red cloth and left it at the bush's edge because she didn't know a better way to say thank you. The
0: end. Hey, everyone, this is Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist, and we just finished listening to a reading of the children's book, The Girl and the Wolf, by Katharina Vermette, illustrated by Julie Flett. Um, And it was such an awesome book. And we're going to be interviewing the author in just a moment. But first, let me just let you know that you're listening to We Nation Radio, the best in family-friendly global beats for little feet. We stream R&B, hip-hop, funk, jazz, reggae, calypso, go-go, and African world music, all for children 0 to 12 that is age-appropriate and culturally relevant. Now, this is our We Nation Reads with UMBC segment, where we focus on children's books. And I hope you like children's books, because I know I do. We are partnering with UMBC's Sherman Center for Early Learning through Urban Communities by offering our We Nation Reads program as a resource to participating teachers and families in their Diverse Books Project. This project aims to ensure that early childhood educators at their partner schools, have access to high quality, diverse children's books and opportunities to share ideas and insights about their use. And today's story is an excellent story. And I am so honored to have uh, the author of The Girl and the Wolf here on We Nation Reads with UMBC. Please help me to welcome Katharina Vermette. Welcome to We Nation Reads.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, that was such an awesome story! What inspired you to write uh, write your book, "The Girl and the Wolf"?
2: Well, it came from a number of different kind of avenues and kind of came all together in a bit of a mash. Um, I love fairy tales. It it deeply inspired by Little Red Riding Fairy Tale. Um, I loved, you know, you gotta love Little Red Riding Hood and all mm-hmm. her amazing bravery but also in in my culture the teachings that we've learned about the wolf is very different than the European teachings of the wolf In, in our teachings the wolf is a helper the wolf is someone who kind of shows the way and in some cases guides little children which is what this story is about the wolf being a helper
0: you know, when I was reading the book, it, it did remind me. I first thought about um, Little Red Riding Hood, but you're right. It's a total different spin on it. Instead of the wolf being mean and bad, it was a wolf that was helpful. And so I, I definitely connected with that uh, right away. And so also a part of the book, I know that um, it, it reminded me of empowering children to believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that story.
2: Mm-hmm. I really came from this, like, I love practices of mindfulness you know I really love the idea of you know we all have the strength inside of ourselves to be able to get through anything right and sometimes it just takes a moment of like stopping and breathing um in the story uh the little girl the girl is um you know she's panicking but you know the wolf is there just to remind her to take a breath and to know that she can do it she can find her way home she just needs to like have that moment of you know, being in her body and m- being mindful, you know. Right.
0: Yeah. That's exactly what I thought of and uh, about being mindful. I, you know, I do mindful exercises um, one, I mean, each day. Mm-hmm. And really, if we sit st- still for a moment, um, you know, answers will come to us, but we have to be quiet enough sometimes to to allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and just out of curiosity, I know that at the end of the book, um, it was that it, to show her appreciation, I think she wrapped. Tobacco into a uh, scarf was it? Or was it? What was it called? It was. It
2: was red cloth. It red, was, cloth. It was red cloth.
0: Yeah. Uh, and is there that, any significance behind that?
2: Well, tobacco is one of our sacred medicines. The idea, the tobacco or SEMA is, uh, is. The medicine that connects us to the spirit world, but it, it is also something that we give when we ask for something, and also when we when we want to give thanks. You know, so in this in this way, the girl was leaving tobacco at the at the edge of the of the bush um, to give thanks to the wolf because it was a, it's a gesture of of thank you, it's a gesture of appreciation, and it's it's the highest it's the highest gesture to be able to say
0: beautiful story. I love that. I, I knew that there was some significance. I've worked with the, um, the American Indian movement for years. And so they've told me a lot. So I kind of had idea that, that that was related to that. So how many how many children's books have you written?
2: I have written um, eight, wow. eight children's books. So this is a kind of a, a standalone book. Um, and previous to this, I, I wrote a series uh, based on the seven grandfather teachings. Uh, so each there's seven of them so there was seven books there's one book per per teaching
0: what made you decide to uh, be a an author
2: i love stories i really love just making stuff up and and hanging out with in my imagination and with made up characters uh, i do i do it with i do all sorts of writings around um and the storybooks have been the most peaceful and beautiful like anytime you're working you know in that child's mindset you know that's where the fun happens
0: you yes. know? yeah i think that's what keeps me young i mean it's yeah. uh, we, we adults make things too complicated sometimes and i believe just like you say about mindfulness children can teach us how to just see joy in the littlest of things and yeah. uh, so i i certainly appreciate that um and how about your non-children's books how many books have you written
2: uh let me see i'm working i'm finishing up my third novel for for grown-ups right now uh what else have i re- i wrote graphic novel a graphic novel series for young adults i guess that kind of counts they're they're yeah. kind of kids you know don't tell them that but you know they're they're still you know they're young adults and i've written a couple books of poetry and some did some work in film as well but yeah i'm kind of all over the place really
0: okay. <laughs> well for those who are listening, um, Katharina Vermette, um, goes by She, Her, Hers, is a Red River uh, Matisse Machef, Mich- uh, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, writer from Treaty One Territory, the heart of Matif Nation, Winnipeg, Man- 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 Manitoba, Canada. Born in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, her uh, Machief, Mich- roots on her paternal side run deep in in the St. Boniface, St. Norbert, and beyond. Now in 2013, since we were talking about your books, uh, her first book, North End Love Songs, uh, won the Governor General's Literary Award for Poetry. Uh, Since then, her work has garnered awards and critical accolades across genres. Um, And I keep saying her, I can say you. Uh, Your (laughs) novels, The Break, uh, House of Anansi, and The Strangers, Hamish Hamilton, were both national bestsellers and won multiple literary literary awards. Congratulations on such uh, accolades.
2: Thank you. Thank you. It's been a trip. Uh,
0: Yes. Where (laughs) do you live at? Where do you live now?
2: I live in Winnipeg still. You know, can't, can't. Okay, I like
0: I'm
2: I live just across the river from where I grew up and okay. um yeah, no plans on leaving soon. One okay. day.
0: And then probably for the most important question, what's your favorite food?
2: Favorite food? I'm gonna have to go with pizza. <laughs>
0: I'm
2: I am I am a I am a city <laughs> urban, you know, I live yeah urban kid at heart I just give me some pizza give me some pizza and a slurpee and i'm
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh i love it i i tell my wife every time we go to new york i gotta get a slice i don't care where i'm at i just need to get a slice and like a new york slice is different than i'm in washington dc so it's totally different there but um, yeah
2: yeah you got to appreciate the really good one not the fancy ones the Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. just the good ones that's right
0: absolutely um if someone wanted to um, learn more about you and your books, how can they do so?
2: Uh Easiest way is my, my website, Um, There's a lot of information on my different books and, and ways to get in touch. And Yeah, okay. you
0: know, that's probably and, the easiest. And she spells her name K-A-T-H-E-R-E-N-A-V-E-R-M-E-T-T-E.com. And you can go and find more information um, about there and support, you know, the, the wonderful works, uh that you have. So I want to thank you for taking just a few moments and sharing with us uh, your story. Uh, you have an awesome book. We wish you much more success as we continue to um, as you continue in your in your past. And if there's ever anything that we can do to help you, uh, just simply let us know.
2: Mm, that's very generous of you. Thank you so much, Marcy, for all of this.
0: Oh, Thank you. And there you have it again. That was the one and only Katharina Vermette, the author of The Girl and the Wolf. Thank you all for taking a little time to to be with us. Again, this program was sponsored by the UMBC's Sherman Center for Early Learning Through Urban Communities. Thank you again for being here. I am Uncle Devin, the children's drum again for another episode of We Nation Reads with UMBC. Until next time, just remember... Life is a drum, so beat it.